0: Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, I want us to start here in the book of Romans. Now, we're going to go back to, uh, you know, about Moses here and, and uh, the, in Exodus here. But oh, in Romans, I want us to go to, uh, let me just speed over here, too. Let's go to the uh, the ninth chapter. And it's just, I didn't go to preacher school to find this. If you read the book of Romans, it is it's it looks like a long book, but it's not that long. Boy, bless your socks off, too. It's not going to say, we're going to burn in hell. No. You're, the book of Romans just flat out declares you can try to work your way to heaven, do all these great things, or these other things, and it ain't going to matter because you're going to have to trust in the Lord. That's the only way is trusting the Lord because He's He's the only way to, that we uh, that we're saved. But anyway, right in the middle of this, Paul, who the author of this is, you know, he's talking about the Jewish people here, but then he goes and he's talking about some stuff, some history here. But then look down here. He's speaking about Abraham here, Abraham's children. Let me get right down here to what I want us to look at for just a second. Oh, let's see. Yes. Oh, here comes Moses. Da, 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 let's see. Yeah. Look at verse 17. Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now, what I'm driving at, and I'm fixing to show you in the Old Testament about Moses and stuff. And I'm telling you, in our society, it's like nothing's true anymore. This stuff never happened. Oh, yes, it did, too. You're going to really have to rip up some stuff. I mean, these guys, were, somebody's dead wrong, is what I'm saying. If these things are not so, somebody's dead wrong. And you can always start with, is there such thing as Egypt? Well, think pyramids. Well, maybe you've never seen a pyramid, but you've already come to the conclusion there is such a thing as a Pharaoh. Okay, well, here's a blatant lie right here. Look at this. Of course, it's not a lie. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, was an example of this fact. For God had given him uh, the kingdom of Egypt, for the very purpose of displaying his awesome power against him so that all the world would hear about God's glorious name. Now, that was the reason, okay? Now, remember, the, 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 the Israelites wound up being slaves down there. These are Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, their kids on down the line 400 years later, whatever. They wind up in Egypt because Joseph, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob's son was Joseph, and Joseph was the vice pharaoh, I mean, he, he just was fantastic protection, but that's in Genesis. But anyway, notice the phrase here. He said God was doing what for the very purpose of displaying his awesome power against him. He Well, that's kind of crude. Well, no, 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 no. Pharaoh, Pharaoh had hijacked the Israelis, made them slaves, okay? And, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, but I want you to see this, though, that he wanted to display his awesome power. So that's the reason we have all these stories and sometimes we think it's just a Sunday school story. We go, now children, the first one was the water was turned to blood. And we're not teaching the adults this. And then we go, then there were frogs. Can anybody say frog? F-R-O-G. Man, it's more than that. The frogs were hideous. After the frogs were gone, the Bible says, and we'll see it today, they were stacked up in heaps. Oh my gosh. I've had one dead frog in the driveway, and it stinks, man. It's bad. And what's interesting, in them stupid dead frogs, you get to see in all these things, when we'll rush through them as quick as we can. We'll actually do it here in just a moment. It didn't happen to the Israelites. Praise the Lord. And that's that's why there's such a big difference. But sometimes we think God doesn't have this awesome power today. He does too. Because notice this, so that all the world would hear about His glorious name. And that stuff's still going on today. that's the reason Christianity has sort of lost its punch today because unfortunately, you and I, if we're not taught the scriptures, we don't think the Lord's doing anything today we're, and we're trying to make excuses for. Him. Well, he did this back then. well, that's not true. okay <clears throat> uh I want us to go to another spot here, and that's in the book of uh, Hebrews before we go over there, because boy this is this guy's dead wrong here too. Hebrews chapter eleven. Tells a little bit of the story just quickly. List everybody. Enoch, Noah, look at those names. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. There was Sarah. And then all of a sudden you get down here to, uh, let's get to, uh, well, there's Joseph. And here's Moses. Let's pick up, notice this. It was by faith Moses, when he grew up, refused to be treated as the grandson of the king. So that story must have been true but chose to share the ill treatment with God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the promise of Christ than to uh, own the treasures of Egypt. Well, it wound up, the treasures of Egypt wound up belonging to him. It was fantastic. But anyway, there's other places, but I'm, I'm not going to spend much time there, but just just, just, just to help your unbelief. Uh, Josephus was a, a, a Jewish historian. He wasn't... Too good of a, shall we say, Christian or whatever. But he was just a historian. And he wrote all these things down. It was incredible. But anyway, <clears throat> it's so easy to see that, well, you know what? Something happened down there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's go now t- and uh, <clears throat> take a look at this. Let's go back to uh, to the book of Exodus. We'll pick up where we left off. Oh, uh, And where we left off was, well, I think, chapter... Uh, yeah, chapter 5, well, it's actually chapter 4 just a little bit. Oh, oh, excuse me. Exodus chapter 4. And then, remember Moses? Remember Moses? You got to understand, he he, he didn't want to go. He said, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, I'm not the man, you know. And, of course, you heard about this The shepherd's rod. Throw it down. Of course, it became a snake. Okay, let's get down here to it. So anyway, so Aaron and Moses returned to Egypt. And they summoned the elders of Israel to a council meeting. This is Exodus chapter 40, the very last part. Aaron told uh, them what Moses had said, to Mo- uh, what Joseph, excuse me, what Jehovah, the Lord, said to Moses. Moses performed the miracles. Okay, remember the miracles? Stick your hand in here, leprous, stick it back in. It didn't have skin cancer or whatever you want to call it, leprosy, whatever. The other one was the, the rod becoming a snake. Boy, and, they, and look at this. Notice this. So uh, the elders believed that God sent them. And when they heard that Jehovah had visited them, they seen uh, their sorrows and had decided to rescue them. I mean, God sees your sorrows. He wants to rescue you, too. These are things you get out of this. And they all rejoiced. And, man, it looked like, woo-hoo, but it's all going to go downhill fast. But remember, your time frame. Quit thinking these things took place, you know, one month and a year later. This is the next. Well, let's just watch what the time says. All right, here we go. Uh, remember, these markers are just in here for study. This was all one document, one giant text. So that's Exodus 4.30. We go right into 5.1. After this presentation, what, months, years, whatever? No, after the presentation. Remember, the Jewish leaders thought, go get them, Aaron. Go get them, Moses. So here they go. They went to see Pharaoh. We bring you a message from the Lord, Jehovah. He says, says, let my people go. For they must make a holy pilgrimage into the wilderness for religious feasts to worship him there. Is that so? (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Now remember, God already told Moses, I'm going to make his hard heart on purpose. And the reason was so that he'd show the whole world. the awesome. Remember, at this time, nobody even knew who God was hardly. Nobody did. There were, Pharaoh's worshiping the sun god. You can look at all their little things today. Sometimes I like to call it gothic. People wear gothic outfits. They're wearing these old Egyptian looking symbols and stuff. Is that so? Pharaoh said, who is Jehovah that I should listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know Jehovah, and I'm not letting him go. Now, remember, so that meant Israel's being a slave, aren't they? So it's not like God's saying, you know, well, you're just such a meanie. No. Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us. We're going to take a three-day trip into the wilderness, sacrifice there. If we don't go, we, we face death by plague or sword. Who do you think you are? Pharaoh shouted, distracting uh, distracting the people from their work get back to your jobs that here's a time frame time frame after the presentation They went there that same day. Oh boy. Pharaoh's like I'm gonna really get y'all He called his taskmasters and he, and he told them to, that he said over the, Israel Don't give the people any straw for making brick and don't reduce their production quotas by a single brick In other words make it so hard and their quotas are gonna have to go up. Well now, you know what's gonna happen What's this? Moses is ready to back out. He, he actually goes to the Lord and he's going to say, what'd you do this for? Everybody hates us. All right, anyway. Uh, load them with work and make them sweat. It'll teach them to listen to Moses and Aaron's lies. So the taskmasters and officers inform the people. What day? That day. And don't give them any more straw. Go and find it wherever you can, but you must produce the same amount of bricks as ever. Oh my goodness. The people scattered everywhere to gather straw. Now, this is just like, well, it's just, you know, it's kind of like you think life is. You know, hey, one, hey I'm doing great. And <laughs> Look for the miracle. All this is going to stop within 24 hours. The whole world is going to shut down because what God's going to do for you. So watch this. Anyway, these foremen went to Pharaoh. These are the Jewish foremen. And they pleaded with him, don't treat us like this. We've not been given any straw, and we're told to make as many bricks as before. Nobody would do this to us. And they said, it's not our fault. Your taskmasters are making such unreasonable demands. Oh, Pharaoh said, you don't have enough work, or else you wouldn't be saying, let's go sacrifice to Jehovah. Get back to work. No straw be given you, and you must deliver the regular quotas of brick. Wow. Now, don't forget, chapter 1, what was Pharaoh doing? Kill every Hebrew boy. Kill them all. Well, they couldn't do it. And then he told the whole nation, if you find a little Hebrew boy, throw him in the river, okay? Boy, look what God's doing for you automatically. Wow. Getting you out. Now, look at this. Uh Uh-oh. The foreman. now these are Israelis, they saw they were in a bad situation. When they met with Moses and Aaron for them outside the palace, in other words, this couldn't be days and months, they were just leaving Pharaoh. When they came out from their meeting with Pharaoh, that's the same day. They swore at them, may God judge between you and me. You've just made our lives miserable. Oh, man. Wow. Now you've given an excuse to kill us. Then Moses went back to the Lord. Now he's whining right here, and I don't blame him. He protested. How can you mistreat your own people like this? Now watch what the Lord's answer is. He said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Okay. Uh, why did, look at this. Why did you ever send me? Now this is Moses. Well, yeah no different than you and I are. Why would you ever send me uh, if you were going to do them this way? Ever since I gave Pharaoh your message, he has uh, been only more and more brutal to them, and you have not delivered them at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, of course, it's only been day one. Here we go. Next chapter. Now you will see what I'll do to Pharaoh. Now, remember, the Lord, we already read this in the book of Romans. He's, this was so that the whole world would know. the. Now you, now you realize why we, we hardly know this. Some people can't even remember how many plagues there were. No, that's not a test. But it, it'd be nice to know that you knew that, you know. It's ten, okay? It, it, but, but see, a lot of times we forget about this. And we don't know about it. But anyway, watch this. The Lord said to Moses, he must be forced to let my people go. He'll not only let them go, but he's going to drive them out of the land. <laughs> he is. I'm Jehovah, the Almighty God, who appeared to basically your grandma, grandfather, your great-grandfather, and your great great-grandfather. Although I didn't reveal my name to them, Jehovah to them. <clears throat> and I entered into a solemn covenant with them. Under these terms, promised them to give their descendants the land of Canaan. You know, and the promise is still ours. Okay. Notice this. I've heard the groanings of the people. I tell you what, I don't care what kind of trouble you're in. He hears you. He's going to get you out. Look at this. And he says, and all the people of Israel in slavery now to the Egyptians. And I remember my promise. I mean, this was a massive. I mean, if you think about it, this was, these are slaves, I mean, we've had slaves in America, and we had the Civil War and resolved all that, whatever. But I'm telling you, can you imagine slaves coming out and becoming a nation? That's just how awesome this was. And according to history, this happens. you know. Okay, here's the details. Therefore, tell... I mean, Jesus is dead wrong. We just have to call a spade a spade because Jesus thinks this is true. Jesus was up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses stood right there at him, you know. I mean, Jesus didn't just... I mean, remember, they one day Jesus was talking, and they said, "You're not even fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham?" And Jesus said, "Before Abraham was, I am." <laughs> and Ab- and and what really ticked them off before they said before Jesus said that was Jesus said that Abraham rejoiced to see my day. <laughs> and they said, oh, "You're not even fifty years old, and you've seen Abraham." I mean, the Lord's timeless, and we're with Him on that too. Okay, it's called eternal life. Okay, anyway. All right, so here we go. Tell the descendants of Israel that I will use my mighty power and perform great miracles to deliver them from slavery. See, they're already thinking, fine and dandy. You're making our life miserable. Nope, I'm going to show my great miracles. And deliver them, make them free. And I will accept them as my people, and I'll be their God. That's so important that you, you realize, thank God I have a God. Praise the Lord. He's not just some, make sure you treat your mama right. It's more than that. He's going to treat you right. He's going to help you. Now, he wants us to live right, but he's going to help us on that end. And they'll know that I am Jehovah, their God, who has rescued them from the Egyptians. And I'll bring them into the land I promised to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they'll be my people. So Moses told the people, but notices the people are like, yeah, yeah, right. Why don't you just go home? We've had enough of you, Moses. Get out of here. That's all right. God knew that. Moses told the people what God had said, but they wouldn't listen because they were too dispirited after the tragic consequences of what he said before. Now, the Lord spoke to Moses. What's the time frame? He said, now, this has got to be like the same day or the next day. Go back to Pharaoh again. Even the phrase go back lets you know, uh oh, must have been it. Go back and tell him. Uh, he must let the people go. But look, Moses said, my people won't li- even listen to me anymore. How can I expect Pharaoh to? I'm no orator. What's funny is the book of Hebrews said he was. He learned all these classes. He was an Egyptian, whatever, and he was an orator. But Moses says, I'm no orator, I can't speak. So he was just scared. That Look at that. Now you can understand. The Lord ordered Moses and Aaron, get back in there. <laughs> okay, so he returned. uh. uh he ordered Moses and Aaron er to return to the people of Israel and Pharaoh, demanding the people be permitted to leave. Okay, here we go. And here's the names. Now, I'm not going to get into these names, but what do we got these names for? It's the list of all the sons of, uh, uh, of Israel that were put in there. Uh, I mean, the clan leaders. Okay. Anyway, down to the end here. Let's see uh, Moses was included in that list, the same as Aaron and Moses to whom Joseph said, I mean Jehovah said, lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. He went into Pharaoh to ask permission to lead the people. And the Lord said, "I am Jehovah. Go and give Pharaoh this message." And this is the Moses that argued, "I can't do it. I'm no speaker." All right, here we go. He's going to hit the fan right here. The Lord said to Moses, See, I've appointed you as an ambassador to Pharaoh. Your brother Aaron, he's going to be your spokesman. Okay, you don't want to speak? we'll let Aaron speak. Tell everything I tell you, and he'll announce it to Pharaoh, demanding the people of Israel be allowed to leave. But I'll cause Pharaoh, this is very important, I'll cause Pharaoh to be stubborn. Now, the reason for that is he is going to show his awesome power for all of us. Okay? Anyway. uh, And we'll multiply by miracles in the land of Egypt. Yet... Even then, Pharaoh won't listen and he's going to, so I will crush Egypt with a final disaster and then lead my people out of, lead, lead them out. The Egyptians will find out that I am indeed, notice this, that I am indeed God and I will show my power and force to let my people go. Okay, Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded. Moses was 80 years old. Boy, here's the time frame. He's 80 years old. Aaron was older, 83. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will demand you show him a miracle. Believe me, I got, you got plenty. He said, when he does, tell Aaron to throw his rod down. It'll become a serpent. So Moses went in to see Pharaoh. This is like day two. He performed the miracle. Aaron threw down his rod. Became a snake. I'm sure Moses wasn't scared of it this time, you know. But it was disappointing because look what happened. Then Pharaoh called his sorcerers, magicians of Egypt. They were able to do the same thing. Ah, but look at this. Look at this. It's not a sad thing. Look what happened this is what you should be looking for, a miracle. Doggone it, they can do what I do. <gasps> Wait a minute. Gives the Lord a chance. Watch this. They were able to do the same thing with their magical arts. Their rods became serpents. Oh, but Aaron's serpent swallowed theirs. Woo. Boy, now that got Pharaoh's attention. Of course, he tried to ignore it. Pharaoh's heart was still hard and stubborn. He wouldn't listen, just as the Lord predicted. The Lord pointed this out to Moses. That Pharaoh's heart had been unmoved, and that he would continue to refuse to let the people go. That's okay. That's because why the Lord's going to show out here. Okay. Remember, the Isra- Israelites hardly knew who in the world God was. They didn't, they don't know. <coughs> Nevertheless, the Lord said, "Go back to Pharaoh in the morning." Now we got a time frame. It was day one, and then this was just was yesterday. Now here's day three already. When he goes down to the river, stand by the riverbank. Now, here's this is going to be plague one. Okay. Uh, Holding in your hand the rod that turned to a serpent. Say to him, Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me back to demand you, let my people go. Okay. You wouldn't listen. Now the Lord says you're going to find out that I'm God. Praise the Lord. For I've instructed Moses to hit the water of the Nile with his rod and the river will turn to blood. Well, you know, that's what happened. Now you got to, this is nasty. Look what it says. The fish will die. The river will What? And not only that, all the reservoirs we got there's a water reservoir up there. there's some more you probably know of. They were all doggone it. every one of these things full of water. I mean full of uh, full of blood. Look at that. boy, so that the Egyptians, you notice it said the Egyptians will be unwilling to drink it. Guess what? Over where you and I are, we had fresh water. Now you're gonna in the next few plagues, you'll see that and you'll be like, oh oh, oh yeah. The Lord instructed Moses, tell Aaron to point his rod toward the waters of Egypt. All rivers, canals, marshes, reservoirs, and stored in bowls and pots and homes will turn to blood. Golly, Bob. Mm. Moses and Aaron did it, and boy, it happened. Pharaoh and his officials watched, and he hit the Nile. Of course, it turned to blood. The fish died. It became so foul nobody could drink it. Yuck. But the magicians, they used their secret arts, and they turned water into blood. Well, okay. Let's keep watching. So Pharaoh wouldn't listen, and he was unimpressed. The Egyptians dug wells along the bank, and they were able to find some water. Okay, there's a time frame. Look at that one. A week went by, so now we have about 10 days so far. Boy, wonder what's happening with all that taskmaster and the straw and stuff. I bet you everybody stopped. Uh, work suspended for a moment. (laughs) Uh, My boss can't find nothing to drink. Wow. Here we go. Then the Lord said, go into Pharaoh, tell him, let my people go. If you refuse, I'll send vast hordes, here they come, ribbit, across your land from one border to another. Now get the details. He didn't say, I'll send two or three. It's going to be across the land. Mercy. The Nile will swarm with them. They'll come out into your houses, in your bedroom. That's going too far. Right into your beds. Every home in Egypt be filled with them. They'll fill your your ovens. What are we having, sweetie? Frog, looks like. (laughs) You know, gee. And your kneading bowls. What kind of bread we got today? Raisin bread. No, frog bread. (laughs) You and your people will be immersed in them. Can you imagine that? God. I know Melody liked to, to catch frogs and stuff, but you wouldn't want your whole bedroom full of them. I have to squirm in here to get some clothes. Excuse me. All right, anyway, the Lord said, instruct Aaron to point toward the rivers, the streams, the pools. And, of course, he did, and frogs covered every place. Now, notice this. The magicians did the same thing. So they did the snakes. They did the blood. They did the frogs. I'll give you a hint in a moment. They can't do the next one. All right. Then Pharaoh summoned Aaron and begged, please, plead with God, take the frogs away, and I'll let the people go. Be so kind to tell me when you want them to go. Look at that. That's a time frame. When do you want them to go? People have made jokes about this and Pharaoh wanted one more day. <laughs> he said, do it tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Moses said, it'd be as you said. You'll know that there's no one like the Lord our God. All the frogs will be destroyed. Man, almost you could add another plague because it's going to be the plague of stink next. Anyway, Moses left out of Pharaoh. Uh, anyway, he did as the Lord said. Dead frogs covered the countryside, filled the nation's home. They were piled in great heaps. Such a terrible stench. Oh, man. Pharaoh saw the frogs were gone. He hardened his heart. Well, of course, we knew that. Look at this. The Lord said, Tell Aaron to strike the dust with his rod and it will become lice. Now, this is obviously the same day, the next day after that. So we're looking at 10 and 12 days so far. Suddenly, lice infested the entire nation, covering the Egyptians and their animals. Nasty. Then the magicians tried to do the same thing with their secret arts, but this time they failed. Well, they were covered with it. It's the finger of God they said to Pharaoh, but Pharaoh's heart was hard. Again, why do we have the details? Why in 2016 are we even looking at this? This Let me remember this. This is Exodus 8:17. Okay, 8:17. Got it. All right, hold on a second. 8:17 Deuteronomy, which is a recap of everything that happened when they got out. Let me go down here let's see. Oh, Look at 29. But I say to them, this is when they're going in the promised land. Don't be afraid. And there was giants over there. And he says, don't be afraid. The Lord is your leader. He will fight with you with his mighty miracles just as you saw him do in Egypt. Man, I, you can't lose for winning. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Praise the Lord. You, I, that's, where, that's the reason these stories are so great. Okay, back to Exodus. What did we say? It was chapter 8? Eight. 8 verse 4? 8.17. Seven. Eight, okay, thank you. Yeah, 8.17. Okay, here we go. Dead frog, 17. Okay. Yeah, this is the lice now. Finger of God. Oh, no. But his heart was still stubborn. The next day, get up early. Meet with him as he goes down the river to bathe. And he, let my people go. If you refuse, I'm going to send flies. Now, I tell you what. I Man. I just think it's dirty if a fly landed on it. I mean, that's, and I think my association with that was because flies land on dog poop. You know, I'm like, oh God, just landed on a dog poop and that landed on my sandwich. Forget it. You know, I mean, come on. But this is worse. This is, look at this. Your homes will be filled to the and the ground will be covered with them. Oh, look at 22. It will be very different in the land of Goshen where the Israelis live. What do you mean it's going to be different? No flies will be there. Praise the Lord. That's the reason you should be in prayer. When you see things wrong, go, Lord. I mean, I'm not the most perfect Christian, but I'm not supposed to be. I'm doing my best, but I know I'm in trouble. I'm asking for your help, you know. Don't ever put it on if I was good enough. We were never good enough. Just ask the Lord to get you out. He will. He will. Thus you'll know that I'm the Lord of all the earth. Wow. I will make a distinction between your people and my people. Guess what the New Testament calls you and I? We are his people. All right, let's keep going. All this will happen. Now, we're at day 13 right now. All this will happen. Look at this. Tomorrow. Boy, Jehovah did as he said, and there was a terrible swarms of flies. Oh, my goodness. Pharaoh, boy, he, boy he's in a hurry now. Hey, get, get Moses in here. All right, go sacrifice to God, but do it here in the land don't go don't go in the wilderness. He said that won't work. Our sacrifices to God are hated by the Egyptians. If we do this here in their eyes, they're going to kill us. We've got to take a three day journey into the wilderness okay, 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 all right, go ahead, but don't go too far. <laughs> Man, Moses said, I'll ask him to take to cause the flies, the swarm of flies to disappear. But I'm warning you, you must never lie to us again. Okay. Well, of course, you know what's going to happen. Moses went out of Pharaoh, asked the Lord to get rid of the flies. And the Lord did as Moses asked, and then, man, they were gone. Not a one of them remained. Boy, that's a miracle in itself, too. All right, here we go. Next chapter. Here we are at chapter 9. Go back to Pharaoh. This has got to be day 13 or 14 still. The Lord said, tell him, Let my people go. If you refuse, the power of God will send a deadly plague. It's going to destroy cattle, horses, donkeys, camels, flocks, and herds. Look at this. But the plague will affect only the cattle of Egypt. None of the Israeli herds and flocks will be touched. Now, Pharaoh don't believe this, so he's got to go have his own inspection. The Lord announced the plague would begin the very next days. Here we are about 14 days. The next day, all the cattle of the Egyptians began, boom, croaking. They're gone. Pharaoh couldn't believe this one. Look at this. Not a one of the Israeli herds was even sick. Now, if you've been reading the book of Genesis, you'd have found out that Jacob and his little dealings and Abraham and Isaac's little dealings, their stuff wasn't dying either. Praise the Lord. And that's because God had promised to bless them. We have that same blessing. Pharaoh sent to see whether it was true that none of the Israeli cattle were dead. Yet when he found out it was so, Ah, he wasn't going to change his mind anyway. Okay, so what? God's still showing out. He says, so. obviously day 14 still. He said, take ashes from the kiln. Throw them in the air, you know. All right, and when it does, look what happens here. The Egyptians, anyway, everybody's going to break out in boils. That's nasty. I've seen boils on people's faces before too. And of course, this is just, this had to be just nasty. Notice how nasty it is. Look at the description. So they took ashes from the kiln and went to Pharaoh as he watched. Moses tossed them up in the sky. No, whoa, 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 whoa. When did Moses start getting involved? I thought Aaron had to do all the talking. Man, are you kidding? Moses is already rolling now. He knows. I got it covered. Anyway, he tossed them out. And look at his bulls broke out on all the men and animals alike throughout all Egypt. Of course, these are fables, aren't they? Because the book of Romans, which is a fable too, referenced this great story. And then Jesus referenced Moses. These are fables. It's not fables. Mm -mm. Wow. Anyway. And the magicians couldn't stand before Moses because of the bulls. They're like, we, we ain't going over there. <laughs> it was bad. Wow. Here we go. Anyway, his heart was hard. Remember, there was a reason. There was a reason. He did this on purpose. All right, the Lord said to Moses, get up early in the morning. So we're at day 15. And tell them, let my people go. Okay, I'm going to send a plague that will really speak to your servants all across Egypt. I'm going to prove it, you know. Okay, uh anyway, you still think you're so great and to defy my power and refuse to let my people go. Well, tomorrow about this time, look at this. Oh god, here comes a hailstorm. Now, now remember, Pharaoh is not a stupid kingdom. He's got counselors everywhere. Moses and Aaron and are standing there, and there's bodyguards. And then there's the fanners, no air conditioning. Now, now, watch what happens. There's a lot of people in this room. And remember, they already respect that you'll see here in a moment, these people respect Moses. They are scared. And guess what happens when they hear this one coming? Well, here it is. You see, but anyway, he says, there's going to be a hailstorm across the nation such as never been. I bet the guy with the fan just dropped it. (laughs) He said, I got to go home real quick. Anyway, uh, quick, notice. Quick, bring in your cattle. And there was a way out. For every man and animal left out in the fields will die beneath the hell. Woo, some of the Egyptians terrified by this threat brought their cattle and slaves in from the field. But those who had no respect, you know, and said, ah, oh, come on. No regard for the word of Jehovah. They left them out in the storm. Okay, the Lord said, hey, point your head toward heaven. And the hail uh, to fall throughout all, Je- all Egypt and upon the animals and the trees, whatever. He held out his hand. The Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning. It was a terrible beyond description. Never in all the history of Egypt had there been a storm like that. Wow. All Egypt lay in ruins. Everything left in the fields. Men and animals alike was killed. Trees and all this kind of stuff. You know, sometimes people try to explain the Bible. They go, well, you know what? The star that was over Jesus, his birth, you know, it was, we've looked back and we found it was comet, whatever. Let me tell you, it, no, it wasn't. It was a miracle. It was a real star. We don't have to have evolution to show that God's real. We don't. God, this is why. He showed out so tremendously here. And he said he wasn't going to quit. Anyway, man, look at this. The only spot in all Egypt without hail, hell, Hello. Hello. Your house. Praise the Lord was the land of Goshen, where the people of Israel, which you could say the people of God. Well, Rich, you mean tell me if a tornado's coming down my street, it's going to skip my house? Yeah, it's going to skip your house if you trust the Lord. Now, quit saying, you know, well, I do trust the Lord. I'm talking about this trust the Lord. You know what the Lord does, and he'll help you. I know you believe there's a God. I believe there's a God. It takes more than believing you're a God. God told Moses, go back to Pharaoh. And Moses had to go, okay, I'll go back to Pharaoh. That's the kind of believing you got to do, okay? Makes a difference. Think of Peter. Peter was walking on the water doing fine, and all of a sudden he started sinking. But then all of a sudden he's doing fine again. So you can have temporary lapses of unbelief, and it'll cost you, you know. You see that nasty, I mean, if it's sometimes those F5 tornadoes, they got a quarter wide base. What are you going to do? Well, I like to say outrun them. <laughs> but if you get in a position where you can't outrun them, you need to be thanking God that Jesus is, we're, we're actually heading toward in the next chapter, Passover. This is such a great historic thing. Your calendar is supposed to be dated by the Passover. Okay? But anyway. So here we go. All right. Get the phone there. I'm, just, I'm kidding. Okay, anyway. It's probably the Lord. Okay. The Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron. I see my fault. He said, I've been wrong all along. Now, he's not going to stick with it. And he says, well, as soon as I left the city, I'll spread out my hands and the thunder and hail will stop. So this stuff was still pouring down. And it'll prove to you that all the earth is controlled by Jehovah. Now, you mean to tell me Moses and Aaron are going to walk out in the midst of this mess? Yeah, but it's like a rainbow over them; They're not hurt. We'll be right back. They didn't get hit. They walked out there and all that hail didn't get hit. And then they stopped it. Anyway, real quick, the, almost everything was wiped out. But anyway, uh, oh, the rain stopped and all the thunder stopped. Anyway, Pharaoh still said, you, you guys ain't leaving. You, you ain't leaving. All right, here we go. The Lord said, go back, make your demand upon Pharaoh and all this stuff again. Look what happens. And look, notice, notice this. And this is why I believe we are today. I've hardened his heart and his officials so that I can do more miracles. Keep reading. What's the, uh, demonstrating my power? What stories you can tell your children and grandchildren about the incredible things I am doing in Egypt? And actually later on he shows how he destroyed the gods of Egypt. Well, the gods of Egypt were taken over. In Jeremiah's time, Jeremiah, a little group of Israel Israelites were still rebelling against the Lord. And they said, we're going down to Egypt and we worship the mother-son god anyway. I forgot what her name was. The mother, it was mother somebody, you know. They were just so hung up on Egyptian's gods. It's going to cost you. Anyway, so they went in there and requested another audience. And he said, look, how long are you going to keep refusing this? Let them go. Okay, he says, if you don't, tomorrow is going to be what? Locusts. Wow. Man, you had frogs, you had lions. What's this going to look like? Man, mercy. Well, of course it happened. All these locusts came flying in there. We've never seen anything like this before. Now look what the, look what the guy sitting next to Pharaoh said. Are you going to destroy us completely? <laughs> They're saying, hey, come on, get the, get the gist of this. Let them go. Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. All right, go serve Jehovah, he says, but just, just, oh, uh, 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 excuse me, but just who is it you want to go? Well, we're going to take our sons and daughters, and they're going, no, 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 no. You leave your kids here. Oh, brother, come on. We're going to take everything with us. Look what, look what Pharaoh said. Boy, in the name of God, I'm not going to let you take your little ones. You can forget it. I see your plot. Never that you are to go serve Jehovah. You know, you're not ever going to do this. Anyway, wow. Anyway, the Lord said to Moses, hold out your hand over Egypt and bring the locust. Boy, here it comes. Now, I tell you what, this was like the remembrance of the rest of a tornado. They ate everything in the, that was around. The locusts covered the land from border to border. It was the worst locust pray, plague in Egyptian history. Anyway, they covered... Uh, Anyway, there was nothing like it before. The locusts covered the face of the earth, blotting out the sun. Man, that's rough. They ate every bit of vegetation. Wow. Man. Of course, everything was fine over in the land of Goshen. Andrew Pharaoh says, nah, okay. He says, okay, I see my sin. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go serve your God. Uh, but anyway, just, just stop this plague. I solemnly promise I'll let you go as soon as the locusts are gone. Man, he ain't going to let them go. Moses went out from Pharaoh and treated the Lord, sent a great west wind that blew. Of course, it blew them all out of there. But he still didn't let them go. And of course, we're getting down to the last one here. But uh, the Lord said, okay, go back in there lift up your hands in darkness, not a ray of light. And see, some people go, that's because it was a great big eclipse. It was so dark. You, you didn't see stars. You didn't see nothing. It was dark. Except in one place. Guess who had flashlights? Moses did. There was thick darkness all over the land for three days. Now we're up to about, we're almost in the 20s, okay? During that time, the people scarcely moved. But all the people of Israel had light. Man, if you're reading this on your own, you should be going, you know what? Praise the Lord. I should be doing all right. Lord, I'm going to hold you accountable for this. I mean, it's in my Bible. I need help right now. And guess what? The help will come pouring in. It will. Pharaoh called for Moses. Go worship Jehovah. He's lying. And he says, you can even take your kids with you this time. Yeah, right. Nope. we got to take our flocks too. <laughs> anyway, not a hoof is going to be left. Boy, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Wouldn't let him go. Get out of here. Don't. I don't ever want you to see me again. Now, I, I want to close with this, but watch this. This, this, little, this is the very last time Moses sees him, okay? Because he says, get out of here. Don't ever let me see you again. Pharaoh shouted at Moses. This is like day 22. The day you do, you're going to die. Oh, yeah, right. Very well, Moses said, I'll never see you again. Now, it goes to chapter 11. You can fall asleep and go, well, I guess. No, he's still standing there. Watch this. He said, okay, you're not going to see me again. Then, now then when? Then when Pharaoh said, you get over here again, I'm going to kill you. Moses said, well, you ain't ever going to see me again. Right at that moment, the Lord said, I'm going to send one more disaster. Upon Pharaoh, and after that he'll let you go. In fact, he'll be so anxious to get rid of you, he'll practically throw you out of the country. Tell all the men and women of Israel to ask their Egyptian neighbors for gold and silver. Now, Lord, come on, we're at church now. Let's don't talk about money. They're slaves. They're going. To be, they don't have American Express cards, and there's no, and there's no Denny's. There's no. I mean, man, I'm tell you what. The Lord loaded them up. For God caused the Egyptians to be very favorable to the people of Israel. And Moses was a very great man in the land of Egypt and was revered by, look at this, Pharaoh's officials and the Egyptian people alike. Now what does that mean? You have favor like crazy. i got to stop here, but watch this. Watch, Look at this. Now Moses announced to Pharaoh. In other words, right after Pharaoh said, if you ever come back in here again, I'm going to kill you. Moses said, you're not ever going to see me again. So right then the Lord told him this. And he says, okay. Jehovah says about midnight. When midnight a year from now, tonight. This is like day twenty-two. And all all Egypt has been devastated already, except the Israelites. All the oldest sons shall die in every family in Egypt. Now in Genesis, now excuse me, in Exodus chapter, uh, it's right there at the start. He said, because you've made the Israelites my eldest son. Your slaves, I'm gonna kill your oldest son. He already told him he's gonna do that. So here he goes. So it's not like, well, okay, Lord, you're just being a bad guy. You were throwing my kids to the mile. Talk about mass murder. Gee. The oldest son shall die in every family in Egypt. From the oldest child of Pharaoh, heir to the throne, to the oldest child of his lowliest slave, even the firstborn of the animals. The wail of death will resound throughout the entire land of Egypt. Never again is going to be so much anguish. This is called the Passover. Look at that. But not a dog shall move his tongue against any of the people of Israel. What am I getting out of this? Praise the Lord. Then you will know that I, Jehovah, make a distinction between the the Egyptians and the Israelis, or you could say the Christian. All these officials will come running to me, bowing low and begging, Please leave at once. Take all your people with you. Only then will I go. Look at that. Then red-faced with anger. Boy, I tell you, Moses has got it together. Like your favorite football coach, Nick Saban. He's just screaming. (laughs) Look at that. Look at this. Red-faced with anger. He stomped. Boy, now that's real Christian-like. Well, maybe it was. He stomped from the palace. Now I'm done, but if all this stuff is myths and legends, get a load of this. Look what the Lord says here: from now on, this month will be the first and most important part of the year annually. This is the setup of what the Passover. Now we call, of course, we have Easter. We refer to it. And we think of Passover and whatever and that kind of stuff. But do we not remember what happened? Remember the Passover? It's just what it is. It passes over all the problems. It just goes. We're fine. Well, the problem was the the death angel or whatever, it just skips over us. The book of 1 Corinthians, I've got to stop. But chapter 5, it says the Lord is our Passover. Well, it never happened. What did happen, praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that seeing what happened over here in the Old Testament, Lord, praise the Lord. If we're not feeling good, if we're not well or anything, you'll take care of that. I remember the psalmist wrote and he said, not one feeble one among them when they got out. You made them all well. Lord, same thing's true financially. You said they were, you were going to load them up with silver and gold. Praise the Lord. If we're having trouble financially, you'll fix that. And if it's not that problem, it's not this or whatever, it's just some problem we're facing with and I don't need to know, but you do. Praise the Lord. You'll fix it because you. we are your people and you're our God. And that doesn't leave anything left, but for us to leave records about how great you've been to us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.